Welcome to this week's Selk Grassroots Podcast, all around the leagues, brought to you by the Down to Play app. Grassroots football is finally back and we're buzzing. Get Down to Play today, the UK's leading app for next game availability. Download Down to Play from the App Store and Google Play. Hello and welcome to the Bromley and Southland Football League, part of the South Podcast this week, Dan Harris, League Secretary, taking you through the results, a little update on the league tables and top goal scores because it's the end of the month um, of November and then look at the fixtures for next week. So first of all, the results from Saturday 27th of November and in our John Cooper Premier Division, we had uh, three games. AMG Ballers beat All-Stars 3-1, continue their brilliant season gift, Ev Buomwan uh, with a hat-trick. Uh, Bermondsey Town 3-0 winners over Westwick and Albion they're on really good form at the moment uh, Josh Turner got two off the bench there and Old Rome carried on their current revival as well after losing um, a couple of games they beat South Dulwich 5-1 um, so really looks like a good battle at the top probably between um, AMG and Old Rome but Bermondsey Town really pushing themselves up there as well and a couple of other teams having a good season right Jim Hampson Division 1 uh, no games this week. Um, all the teams that played were in cup action. Division 2, uh, similar, all cup games. Division 3, we had uh, a couple of games. Bexley A0, Bexley Heath Lions 4. A bit surprised by that result. Well done, Bexley Heath Lions. Bexley have been going well recently. And then Stansfield OMB A3, ball or nothing 2. Close game there. Right, on to the cup games. And in outside cups, a London Junior Cup game where Eltham Town beat Hammersmith 3-1. Well done to them. Max Finch with a double. They did really well last year. Elton Town got to the semi-finals of London Cup, so good luck to them this year. And then in, I think it was Seven Oaks Cup, Farnborough thirds um, lost 4-2 to AFC Greencourt. Um, the other London Junior Cup game, wrestlers couldn't field a side against rising ballers, sadly. Then in Cup games within the league, we had, um, in the Queen Mary Cup, Eden Park of our Premier beat second division Slade Green Knights 6-0. Good result for them. Frankie Fern, oh, that was Elton Eagles, sorry. Um, 6-0, good win for them. Um, well done to Eden Park then we had in um, the Elizabeth Jakes Cup quite a few Elizabeth Jakes games um, as well Eltham Eagles beat Independent 5-1 Frankie Fernley with two goals for Eltham Eagles so well done to them uh, Farmer Forth's got their revenge against Chelsfield for being knocked out of the Queen Mary Cup beaten 3-1 in the Elizabeth Jakes uh, Sam Clarkson with two for Farnborough Forth's uh, Crofton Albion are through as well 3-1 winners away at Beckenham uh, Crofton Albion going really well this year so that's actually not a bad result for Beckenham close game uh, and then NatWest Bank beat TNS 4-2 Stavros Sendonaris with a double for them um, good results for the Division 2 teams in the Cup. Sadly, no upsets for Division 3 teams. Um, that's the results from last weekend. Have a look at the tables now and our Premier Division. It's AMG Ballers leading the way. It's 19 points from seven games. Uh, Old Rona second with 18 points from eight games. They played a game more. And then third, Bermondsey Town on 11 points. Um, top goal scorers in that division. At the moment, no surprise, Pat Brennan way out in front, 16 goals in seven games, carrying on his brilliant form from last year. And Charlie Swan next up with, for Westwick Malbion with 10 from six. And Terry Stark with nine, also of Old Rome. OK, tables, Division 1, Jim Hamilton Division 1. Um, going to be a close division this one, I think, this year. Groundhoppers at the top, 14 points from six games. Farmer thirds a second with 13 points. 
from seven games. Eltham Town, 12 points, and Olham, 11 points. It's so close, that one. Um, some of the teams below as well with games in hand. I think it's going to be a really, really tight division. Top goal scorers in Jim Hampson Division 1. We've got Eltham Town's Dan Corbett out on in the lead with 11 from six and followed by Max Finch also of Eltham Town with nine from six. Uh, then a few players with seven, Carl Bishop of Matagalpa, Tommy Churchyard of Farnborough Thirds and Stanley Agwoke of Olam with seven goals. Into Division 2 and top of Division 2 at the moment are Crofton Albion, 21 points from 10 games, great return for them. Farnborough on 16 points and um, then we have um, NatWest Bank on 15 points, TNS on 13, Catford on 12. Uh, close division, Crofton Albion out in front, but they played a lot more games than all of those teams below them. Um, Farnborough Fourths are actually unbeaten. They're the only unbeaten team in that division so far. So um, if they win their games in hand, they can um, get to the top of the table. But obviously, that's uh, always a tough ask. Top goal scorers, Farmer Forbes, TJ Cody. Uh, 15 goals in 12 games so far. Really good return from him. Used to score a lot of goals in the league for um, um, his old team. I can't remember the name of them now. Um, but he's always scored goals. Sammy Harpin of Standard Ballers. 12 goals in six games, averaging two a game, which is great for him. And Tommy DiGiorgio of Farmer Forbes with nine in nine. Okay, down to uh, Division 3. And our leaders in Division 3 are Eltham Eagles, 18 points. They've only lost one all season. Chelsfield second on 16, Stansfield OMBA on 16 points as well, and Red Velvet A on 12 points. Um, Chelsfield unbeaten, five uh, wins and a draw, so they win their game in hand. They can go to the top of the table. Then looking at top goal scorers in Division 3, we've got... Um, Richard Titmus of Eltham Eagles, 12 goals in nine games. And then Robert Osborne of Chelsfield, um, he's got, well, 10 league goals, 12 overall in seven. And Reggie Oliver of Eltham Eagles with eight in seven. Um, so it's not surprising the top goal scorers come from the top sides. I suppose you need good goal scorers to win you games. Right, upcoming fixtures this weekend, um, which will be December, Saturday, 4th of December in our Premier. We've got Bermondsey Town against Old Roan. Should be a cracking game, that one. South Dulwich against Eden Park. Both have come up together through the divisions, those two. Should be a good game as well. Uh, looking forward to seeing how they get on. Jim Hampson, Division 1. We've got Matagalpa against Farnborough Thirds. West Bromley Albion against Groundhoppers. Down to Division 2. And we've got Catford against Beckenham. Farnborough Fourths against TNS should be a good game. And Lewisham Project against NatWest Bank. And in Division 3, in um, Bexley Heath Lions against Stansfield OMBA. Eltham Eagles against Independent. And Red Velvet A against Bexley A. Then Cup games. We've got in um, the Kent Junior Cup, AMG Ballers away at AFC Rangers. Should be a good one. Uh, looking forward to seeing what happens in that one. Agenda at home to West uh, Wickham Albion in the um, Ron Pope Cup, that one, the team division for the uh, cup for the top two divisions. Uh, then we've got uh, other Kent Junior Cup games involving Division One teams. AFC Greencourt home to Eltham Town. Eltham Town winners in the London Junior Cup. Can they go through in the Kent Junior Cup too? And then we've got Olham against Red Velvet Reserves in the Ron Pope Cup as well. Down to teams in Division Two, and we've got Crofton Albion against Chelsfield. Uh, in the Elizabeth Jakes. Should be a good game, that two teams, top of Division 2 and second in Division 3. And then Slade Green Knights against Standard Ballers, two teams in Division 2 going head-to-head -head there in the Elizabeth Jakes. Then Cup games involving teams in Division 3 
Um, we've only got the, um, the game between Chelsea and Croft and Albion. So that's fixtures for next week. Uh, thanks for listening and I look forward to speaking to you again next week. Uh, games of the week, I think those premier ones, I've got to go for that. Uh, Bermondsey Town against Old Roan should be a cracking game and South Dulwich against Eden Park as well. Those two games really do look um, like cracking cracking games. Um, I'd say also Division 2 is so competitive at the moment. I think Lewisham Project and Nat West Bank will be interesting. Farnborough Force against TNS. Uh, TNS turned Farnborough over last year and, and one of the reasons they didn't win the, the division. So um, some really, really good looking games there. Um, okay, that's all from me. Thanks. Speak to you again next week. Bye. Hello and welcome to this Essex Alliance League roundup for the month of November as we enter the much colder months of the year and look forward to the festive break coming up in just a few weeks. We start off our roundup in the senior division, which is presently led the way by Chapel Heath Spartans, who are five points clear at the top of the table with nine wins and a draw from their 11 games so far this season. But two teams are giving chase and do have games in hand, with Woodford East, the first of those, on 23 points, with a goal, a goal difference swing slightly better than the side in third. They have seven wins and two draws, so could move to within a couple of points of the leaders if they were to win that game in hand. And sitting third, also on 23 points, are DTFC. Two games in hand on the leaders as well, which could see them move level on points at least, with Chadwell Heath Spartans if they were to win both of those games. They are, of course, unbeaten in the league so far, so they do look as though they would be posing a threat amongst the other two. Sitting just a couple of points behind them are Lymore Gardens, who are fourth in the table after a pretty pretty decent start to the season, although they have played more games than the other sides around them. Six wins and three draws from 13 so far this campaign sees them sitting relatively healthily. Just below them, although five points behind, are Joloff Sports, who have only played the seven games so far, so have six games in hand on the sides above to make up that five-point gap. Five wins and a draw, uh, with their first defeat actually coming at the weekend against Chapel Heath Spartans in an otherwise unblemished season, and still only conceded seven goals in those seven fixtures, the best defence in the division. Uh, also on 16 points, sitting sixth, are Leighton Royal, who moved into the top half of the table with an excellent win at the weekend. They've won five and drawn one of their first nine games so far as they approach the halfway mark in the season and are a side who could could still progress up into the top four or five. Uh, sitting seventh in the table are FC Barese, who have dropped a few places over the past few weeks with a few indifferent results. But they sit comfortably in mid-table on 13 points from four wins and a draw and also with a fairly healthy goal difference. Also on 13 points, Kit Out London, almost an identical record in terms of points to games. 10 games played, but 3 wins and 4 draws. Uh, not been beaten too many times. Again, another healthy goal difference there, and they sit comfortably in 8th place. And down in 9th place, one of the teams of the month really, CSM London, have really climbed the table in the last few weeks after being uh, right near the bottom as we, we entered our last report. But they're, they're now on to uh, 11 points with 3 wins and 2 draws from their 11 games, which has seen them move right up to ninth place and away from imminent danger. In 10th place is FC Petra Cub. Also from 11 games, they have 10 points, as I say, two wins and four draws there for the, uh, the London Cup finalists from last year, who are again going well in, Lon in the London Cup this time around and safely into the fourth round next year. Also on 10 points from 11 games, Blue Marlin sitting 11th there, 
three wins and a draw sees them hovering just above the relegation zone in the senior division by that one solitary point. But they, have, again, are a side who have improved and have picked up some points in the last month. Down in 12th, as the relegation spots uh, commence, uh, Rapid Chingford, uh, just the nine points so far in what would be a probably disappointing season from their standards. Two wins and three draws, but still a long way to go in the season. Below them are Tower United, who have played just the nine games. They do have a couple of games to make up on the sides above them. They sit on six points with two wins so far this season and four points from safety. And making up the division are Chigwell Town, who unfortunately do sit in bottom place with just one draw. That did come in this month, however, uh, which sees them on just a single point and um, nine points away from safety in what is looking like a difficult season ahead for the Hainault Bay side. Into the Premier Division, and this has really tightened up since our last report. Frenford A do still lead the way with six wins and a draw so far this, this campaign, seeing them on to 19 points. But they have lost their first game of the campaign. That came very recently uh, in the league, and therefore their lead at the top is now cut to just two points at the top, uh, with Wapping having an excellent run of form. They're up in, into second spot. Five wins and two draws from their nine games played sees them on to 17 points. And in third place are Dagenham United. They have five wins and a draw from their eight games, so they do have a game in hand on the sides above and could go top with that game in hand. They sit on 16 points. In fourth place are Eastside. They've played most games than, than others in the division. They have, they've played 10 now, but four wins and two draws, coupled with four defeats, however, um, but with the most healthiest goal-scoring record with 36 goals in those 10 games. They sit on 14 points and certainly not out of the mix. In fifth place are Crooks United, who have made an excellent start to the season. And they have four wins and a draw from their opening six so far, with 13 points to their name. And that what that one solitary defeat matches the, the record of the side at the top of the table. So those games in hand could be very valuable. In sixth place are North East Lions, who have had a bit of a slide in recent weeks, you might say. They're down into sixth um, with four wins and a draw from their ten, as they also sit on 13 points in what is a pretty congested middle area of the table. One of the sleeping Lions, you might say, are Oakside, down in seventh. Only played the four games, but they've won all four of those, conceding just two goals in the process. And they sit on 12 points, therefore... With those games in hand, of course, they will go top if they were to win all of those. But, of course, they still need to play the games. And in 8th place, Athletic Newham, under 23s. Uh, seven games played so far. They have 11 points to their tally with three wins and two draws and just the two defeats. A side who are difficult to beat. So you might expect them to be in the top half in a month's time or so. And there are three sides below that. London Cranes, with just a solitary victory from their first five league games, sees them onto just three points and hovering outside of the relegation zone just on goal difference. But that goal difference swing is quite crucial because 10th placed all prospects have just won the one game this season that was against the side below them at the bottom of the table. But their goal difference is now minus 52 after some very heavy defeats in recent weeks and they sit on three points. And just below them are London Park City, who, from their first eight games of the season, haven't yet picked up a point uh, and, of course, were beaten recently by all prospects. So they now sit three points adrift of safety 
and with some goal difference there to make up two. We move on now into Division 1, which has chopped and changed at the top over the past few weeks as cup football has taken priority. And the current leaders are RCXI, who have lost just the one game so far this season. It's been a very impressive campaign for the Averley-based side. They sit top on 20 points from their nine games with six wins and two draws. Sitting second and uh, looking very, very healthy once again this year are Cowley Community. They've had six wins and a defeat from their seven so far as they sit on 18 points with two games in hand on the leaders and are also through to the next round of the County Cup, which will start again in January. Just below them are Belfry, who, again, with games in hand, are likely to cause a bit of a threat at the top end of the table. Five wins from five for the Dagenham Bay side there, and just one goal conceded in the league. A quite excellent record there, 15 points to their name. And another side with 15 points are Wanstead, who are just sitting outside of the uh, the, the leader leading group there. But they have five wins and one defeat from their six games they've played this season to see them on to 15 points. And they are the healthiest scorers in the whole division with 29 goals in those six games. So that could be a side to pose a bit of a threat. And below them are their uh, co-tenants, actually, Newham Wanderers, who they share a ground with. And Newham have slipped away a little bit in recent weeks. They've played eight games so far this year with four wins and four defeats. It what's been a bit of an indifferent campaign, you might say. Below them are Ilford Reserves, a young side, of course. They're sitting just in the top half of the table there in sixth place. They've played seven and won three of their opening games, and they sit on nine points. And they're one of three teams on nine points, in fact, with seventh placed something from nothing also on that figure with two wins and three draws from their eight games played so far. Equally, are on nine points are Barkingside A, who have had a bit of a difficult spell, but they are in the mix still. Uh, and from six games, they've had three wins and three defeats. So they also sit on that on that nine-point figure. And just below them are Renegade, who have had a bit of a slide again in recent weeks, but they are just keeping in touch with the sides above. But they have played the most games. So from nine games there, they have won two, and drawn one, seeing them a couple of points behind the sides in mid-table. Forest Green are out of the relegation zone for the first time in a while, and they are up to 10th place after a pretty decent spell of results. They've picked up two wins in recent times. Two wins from eight games so far sees them on to six points. And that is three points ahead of the two sides that sit in the relegation zone, with Kwanzaa's London Sport in 11th, with just one solitary victory to their name uh, as they... Uh, sit on three points and struggling to score also with just the nine goals so far this season. But bottom of the table are Francis Luke. Again, just the one win to their name. And they did get that in the month of November too. So they'll be pretty pretty pleased with their efforts. But there's still a long way to go to ensure their survival as they sit on three points. We move now into Division 2. Where there is probably a runaway leader here and looking very unlikely to be caught as things stand. And that's Fairlock Rovers, who have won eight from eight uh, so far in the campaign and also doing very well in the League Cup competition too. So that gives them 24 points from their opening opening run in the, in the league, which is six points clear of the nearest challenger, which at the moment is old Estamians, who have gone second in the table, one of three teams on 18 points, but their goal difference keeps them clear with six wins and two defeats from their opening spell. And sitting in third are Unity, who have played more games than most sides in the division, 
um, having played 10. But they have picked up six wins in that 10 to see them on to 18 points also. And just below them on goal difference, also on 18 points, Emerson and Upminster Reserves. They are sitting fourth in the table with six wins to their name from their opening eight games also. Just below them are a side who will probably break into that top four at some point soon. The Inform FHN Athletic, who moved up a place at the weekend with an excellent victory against Rain and Working Men's Club that saw them make it five wins and a draw from seven this season and sitting on 16 points, also with the best defensive record in the division, which is excellent. As I said to you just now, they overtook Rain and Working Men's Club, who have probably had a month that they will want to forget. They've slipped down from second in the table down to sixth now. But they have got five wins from their eight games in the season, so they do sit very comfortably in the middle of the table. There's quite a gap then between that top six and the, the rest. Seventh-placed Redbridge Community are on seven points, which is obviously eight points behind the side above them, and from a game more. Two wins and a draw from their opening run of, run of results. Now, Ryan under-23s have had some exci exciting results in recent weeks with lots of high-scoring games, but they haven't really gone in their favour. They also sit on seven points with two wins and a draw from their nine. Just below them are Royal Forest, who are on six points, which came from two victories, um, but they will probably want to improve on that, and they do have a game in hand on a couple of sides above, so they could move closer to a mid-table position with that result. Loughton Lions have had a much better run of things in recent weeks, and they're out of the relegation zone uh, with one win, two draws, giving them five points uh, and a two-point gap on the side below from six games. But that side below is St Francis, who have just played the three games so far this season, so do have lots of games in hand. They had an excellent result in the Cup also recently against a very informed Royal Forest Reserve side. Just the one win in the league, though, so far from those three games, and they sit on three points. And bottom of the table are Newbury East, who came close to getting their first victory at the weekend. They were 3-0 up uh, in their game against Emerson and Upminster. However, Emerson fought back and won 4-3, but you just get the feeling that that result might spur Newbury East into something better in the coming weeks. They sit 12th in the table with just one draw to their name so far this season. Now we move into Division 3, which has uh, two teams really going hammer and tong at the top, the two unbeaten sides in the division. The top side is presently FC Barese under 23s, who have played eight games so far, won six and drawn two of those, including coming back from 3-0 down at the weekend just gone. They sit on 20 points, two points clear of the chasing club. And that chaser is Royal Forest Reserves, who have only played six games. They do have two games in hand, which could see them go a number of points clear. They have six wins from six, in, which has been a very impressive start to their season. And they've only conceded three goals also, which is a tremendous effort. Just below them are Melbourne Sports, who sit two points outside of the promotion zone after a very, very good run of results in recent weeks. The month of November, very kind to them. With five wins and a draw in, the, in so far this campaign, as they sit uh, comfortably in third, although only goal difference separates them and Lymore Gardens, who have played a couple of games more than Melbourne Sports. Their ten games have seen them win five and draw one to give them 16 points. And just a point behind them are two further sides. Old Barcabians Reserves have had some fairly decent results in recent weeks, and they have five wins from eight games, giving them a 15-point tally. 
And also on 15 points are the side who have played the most games in the division, which is Buckhurst Way. They have five wins to their name from those 11 games, although they have struggled to find the back of the net on occasions. And they sit on 15 points and just inside the top half. Below them are ASA, who do have two games in hand on Buckhurst Way. Uh, and only sit two points behind them. So if they can get something from those, they could be in the top half very, very soon. They've had four wins and a draw, giving them 13 points. And just below them are Together United, who have had a, um, an interesting run of results, really. Six games played, they lost the first of those, but then went on a four-game winning streak in the league to see them shoot right up the table. But a defeat at the weekend has halted that progress very slightly. But they do still sit comfortably in 8th place with 12 points from their 6 games, with games in hand of course, on the other sides around them. Just below them and 2 points behind are Glendale who have now picked up 3 wins and a draw from their first 9 games of the season with a couple of recent positive results there. And they're 4 points ahead of Harlow Inter first and foremost, who sit 10th with just the 2 wins from 7 games played so far this season after a pretty difficult spell for the club in recent weeks. And down in 11th, Flyers under 23s. They sit uh, in 11th, as I say, with six points, which is including two wins to their name, and an excellent win at the weekend for them, which was against the side bottom of the table as they closed the gap on safety above them. And as I say, bottom of the table, Terrin sit 12th. Eight games played and eight defeats. Uh, also struggling to find the back of the net at present with just the nine goals scored. And as I say, they sit six points for, away from safety, and desperately in need of some positive results. Down into Division 4 now, which again is another division which has taken a few twists and turns in recent weeks. Chingford Harriers, who had an excellent start to the campaign, did go through a bit of a rocky patch a few weeks ago as they dropped their first points, but they do still sit top and are still unbeaten. The only unbeaten side, in fact, with 20 points from their eight. Uh, six wins and two draws making up that tally. Just below them are Fairlock Rovers Reserves, who are on 18 points with six wins and two defeats to their name. That latest defeat, the one that took them off, off of the top of the table. Um, but again, you, you imagine that if they can hold together that form, they'll still be challenging in a few months' time. Now, Sporting Pillars started the season with excellent form, but have dropped points in recent weeks, including a first defeat. But they do still sit third with four wins and a draw from their first six games. But as I say, that, that form that they were in has kind of stuttered slightly. Down in fourth place are Flyers under 21s who have shot up the table with some decent results in recent weeks. With four wins and a draw from their nine, seeing them just goal difference away from the side above them. Dagenham United Reserves are the other side in the top half of the table. And they've been in excellent form up until the last weekend. Uh, picking up four wins from their first eight games and sitting on 12 points. And another informed side are Avondale Rangers, who had a terrible start to the season. I'm sure they'd probably say that themselves, but their results in, pre in recent weeks have been excellent. And they've now picked up four wins from their nine games, seeing them on to 12 points also, very much in that mid-table battle. Just below them are Emerson and Upminster A, who are three points behind Avondale, and from a game more, but they did move up the table with a good result at the weekend, overlapping their opponents as they secured a third winner's campaign, moving above the eighth place side, who are West Essex under 23s, who have slipped down the table a little in recent weeks, 
as they they also find themselves sitting on nine points with almost the same record as Emerson. And they are a point clear of the ninth place side, Newham and Havering Borough, who, after a difficult start to the season, have picked up some good results um, in the last four to six weeks, um, which has accumulated them eight points, which is obviously better than where they were a few weeks ago. That's been made up of two wins and two draws to see them uh, up to ninth. And bottom of the table are Newham Royals, who make up the numbers but have secured two wins. They sit on six points with two wins from their opening seven. And what has been proved really in recent weeks that one win, a run of maybe two wins, can see you shoot right up the table. So much to play for down in Division 4. And that brings to an end our roundup for the month of November as we look forward to bringing you one more month before the festive break um, with, I'm sure, lots of football action to come. We wish you all the best and look forward to bringing you another report in a few weeks' time. Goodbye. This is Andrew Gidley with the NRG Kent County Football League Roundup, starting with the results. In the Premier Division, Crockenhill 2, Oxford United 4, Fleet Down 4, Kings Hill 1, K-Sports Reserves 0, Ide Hill 6, Peckham Town 3, Bromleyans 0, Red Velvet 3, Tudor Sports 0, Stansford OMB Club 2, New Romney 0, 10MB 5, Borden Village 1. Division 1 Central and East, Tenterton Town 2, Minster 2, Thank United 4, Gurunanak 4, Woodnesborough 6, Rochester City 2. Division 1 West, Club Langley 4, Crayford Arrows 3, Equinocchial 3, Bexley 6, South East Athletic 3, Danson Sports 2, Sutton Athletic Reserves 2, Belvedere 5, Judah Sports Reserves 2, Halls 6. Division 2 Central and East, Ellsford 0, Lidtown Reserves 3, Cuxton Reserves 1, West Farley 5, Dealtown Rangers 4, Beersted Reserves 0, Greenway Aces 1, Punjab Reserves 0, Rochester City Reserves 0, Staperhurst Monarchs Reserves 2. In Division 2 West, Bromleyans 3, Bromleyans Reserves 3, Metrogas 1, Irithin Belvedere Reserves 2, Orpington 0, Farnborough Boys Guild Reserves 0, Fleetdown Reserves 3. Division 3, Central and East, Canterbury City under 23s 5, Paddockwood 0, Gillingham Town 0, AFC Rangers 6, New Romney 3, Tenterton Town 1, West Kingsdown 7, Larkford and New Hythe Reserves 0. In Division 3 West, Bexley Reserves 5, Welling Town res Reserves 2. In the Bill Mantle Regional Challenge Cup 3rd round, Welling Park 1, Rustwall 4. In the... Barry Bundock, West Kent Challenge Shield, Falconwood 2, Idehill Reserves 0. And the weekend veteran results in the Veterans Cup second round, Rubicon Limerick 1, Kings Hill 0. In league matches in Division 1, Marden Miners 2, Aylesford 7. In Division 2, Cobham Colts 3 and Corians United 6, New Romney 2, Snodland Town 5. And in Division 3, FC Ditton 2, Marden Miners 1. New Ash Green 3, Staperhurst Monarchs 2. Looking at some of the stories behind the scoreline, Stansford OMB Club moved third in the Premier Division after Jay Oborn and Alex Ford netted in the 2-0 win over New Romney, ending the visitors' impressive nine-match unbeaten league run stretching back to late August. Red Velvet were 3-0 winners over Tudor Sports with Harry Taylor scoring twice and Elfie Maisie getting the other. 
win number 11 of the season for the leaders. Darren Titchery-Wilson scored his first of the season as Peckham Town beat Bromley in 3-0. Joshua Montella took his tally to 9 in 10 games, while Tiddy and Barry claimed his fifth of the campaign. Ide Hill were the day's biggest scorers, 6-0 winners at K-Sports Reserves, while Tyler Whitlock scored twice as 10MB, 1-5-1 at home to Borden Village. The Swirl Villagers are looking for a new manager following Kevin Brown's move to become assistant manager at Southern Counties East League side K-Sports. Borden tweeted, We would like to thank Kevin for his work and efforts at the club. While we're disappointed at his decision, we fully respect it and wish him well for the future. At present, no decision has been made as to a replacement. Harry O'Brien scored twice in Fleet Down's 4-1 win over Kings Hill, taking his tally to 10 for the season, while Theo Lewis is off the mark for the campaign, scoring an Oxford United's 4-2 win at Crockenhill. Only three matches in Division 1 Central and East, but they produced a total of 20 goals. Mitchell Harmon hit four in the opening half hour in Woodnersbridge's 6-2 win over Rochester City, taking him to 20 for the season. Lewis Hopgood added two more before half-time. Thank United and Guru Nanak shared eight, while leaders Tenterton Town considered a two-goal lead against Minster. Tristan Jevons and Todd Jordan hitting two in five minutes for the visitors after Charlie Sharp's double. Chairman Danny Hill and new manager Dan Stribling both featured for injury hit Belvedere in their 5-2 Division 1 West win at Sutton Athletic Reserves. Hill played 70 minutes to help a squad down to the bare bones, while Stribling was among, among the goal scorers and goalkeeper Tom Cleary was pressed into service at right back. Halls and Bexley both scored six in wins against Tudor Sports Reserves and Equinocchio. Two goals by Luke Birchill and Kane Ramsell eased Rustle Reserves into the last stage of the Bill Mandela Interregional Challenge Cup with a 4-1 win at Welling Park. And Brighton Ropes Reserves continued to fly the Kent County League flag in the London Junior Cup following a 4-1 third round win over West Fulham in south-west London. Goals by Harry McIver, Tommy Leggett, Bradley Forrester and Nathan Reed secured their place in the next round. But uh, Joshua Oakley, the manager, explained that the hardest part was actually fielding a team. And uh, there was a vote taking place amongst the players available whether they wanted to travel to Wimbledon to play the tie. Everyone wanted to play, he said, and I believe we've got a good shot at winning the competition as long as we have some luck staying fit. No doubt about the game of the week in the Premier Division on Saturday. Peckham Town hosting Red Velvet. 22 wins between them, 79 goals, with Velvet arriving determined, no doubt, to either maintain or maybe increase their five-point advantage at the top at the end of play. Minster against Woodnesborough is another good-looking game, this time in Division 1 East. Form team Woodnesborough aiming for a sixth one in a row against their fourth-place hosts. And the big games keep coming in Division 1 West. It's uh, second play the leaders, Chipstead. That's second place Bexley playing Chipstead in uh, another good-looking game. 18 wins and 24 outings between the two teams so far this season. And both sides have scored a total of 102 goals. Chipstead 53 and Bexley weighing in with 49. A check on the league tables as we move into December and the final three weekends of the season before uh, we take our Christmas and New Year break. In the Premier Division, Red Velvet are five points clear of Peckham Town ahead of the uh, two meeting in uh, South London on Saturday. Red Velvet 36 from 12, Peckham Town 31 from 14, Stansfield 28 from 12. At the bottom, Crockenhill 2 from 13, K-Sports Reserves 10 from 14, and Borden Village 13 from 15. In Division 1 Central and East, uh, Tenterton top of the table with 28 points from 13 games, 
two ahead of Woodman's were 25 from 13, with Cuxton third, 24 from 13. At the bottom, Wichita Town Reserves, 9 from 14, Rochester City, 10 from 13, and Hollands and Blair Reserves, 12 from 13. In Division 1 West, things very tight. Three clubs, all on 29 points. Chipstead have played two games less than Bexley and Hawes, who are in second and third. At the bottom, Tudor Sports Reserves, 5 from 12, Danson Sports, 5 from 11, and Equinocchial, 10 from 13. In Division 2 Central and East, Minster, Fo- Minster Reserves head the table, 24 points from 11 games played. Two ahead of Hildenborough on a good run, 22 from 11, with Sinkport's third, 19 from 10. At the bottom, Rochester Reserves are without a point from their nine starts so far. Punjab Reserves have five from 13, and Aylesford have 10 from 10. In Division 2 West, Brighton Ropes Reserves lead the way, going well in the league and the London Junior Cup. 28 points from 11 games played. On the same number of points at Irith and Belvedere, but they've played three games more. Horsted United a third with 24 from 11. At the bottom, Bromley Ends Reserves 3 from 9, Metrogas Reserves 4 from 11, and Dulwich Village 4 from 7. In Division 3 Central and East, West Kingsdown uh, having an excellent season, 12 wins out of 13, 37 points uh, already, that's uh, 12 ahead of uh, New Romney Reserves, who've got 25 from 11, with Larkford and New Hythe Reserves 3rd with 18 from 13. At the bottom, at the bottom Paddock Wood. Uh, pointless 0 from 10, Sinkport's reserves 1 from 11, and Pilgrims 7 from 8. And finally in Division 3 West, Long Lane reserves head the table, 25 points from 11 games played, 3 ahead of uh, FC Greenwich, who have 2 games in hand, with Dartford Celtic 3rd, 21 from 10. At the bottom, South East Athletic reserves 3 from 9, Wellington reserves 3 from 10, and AFC Lewisham 4 from 7. Division 3 Central and East, Canterbury City under 23s 5, Paddockwood 0, Gillingham Town 0, AFC Rangers 6, New Romney 3, Tenterton Town 1, West Kingsdown 7, Larkford and New Hythe Reserves 0. In Division 3 West, Bexley Reserves 5, Welling Town Res- Reserves 2. In the Bill Mantle Regional Challenge Cup third round, Welling Park 1, Rustwall 4. In the Barry Bundock West Kent Challenge Shield, Falconwood 2, Idehill Reserves 0. Keep it simple. Get down to play today. The UK's leading app for next game availability. Download Down to Play from the App Store and Google Play. Hi guys, Rav from Grand Sports Club, representing the Rochester District League. Starting with uh, last week ends results. Uh, just the one game in the Prem last year, last week. Saw Chatham Town Saturdays, lose 2-1 at home to Medway Borough. In Division 1, Aces Old Boys and Little Shasted was postponed. Riverside drew 2 all with Park Regis Athletic. In Division 2, Miletown got a 5-0 win over Coach and Horses In Division 3, Asselz Grand Sports Club uh, fell to our first defeat in the league this year, uh, losing 3-2 at home to AFC United Bedway. Terrible game, terrible weather and deserved what we got. Uh, Hamhill losing 3-2 to Bly Sports. In Division 4, Pegasus, 81, winning 9-2 against Parkridge's Reds. Uh, Raynham Kenworth winning 11-0 against Kent Marina. Woodcombe Sport and Social drawing 4-0 against Medway Stars. Moving on to the, the Cups, so the Quarter Century Cup, Group A, first round. Saw Pavilion win 1-0 against Bredos Juniors. Uh, Grunant Reserves losing 11-1 to Medway Knights. 
Waterbury and Medway City. Medway City getting a away walkover in Group B of the Quarter Century Cup. Ballstall Wanderers winning 4-0 against Hunton. The Bell winning 4-0 against Can 24. Eccles Reserves winning 8-1 against Park Regis. Green Aces Reserves winning 4-3 against Range Rovers Colts. Royal Saints winning 2-0 against Stockbury Athletic. Techers losing 3-2 at home to Gillingham Bill Bow. Uh, the Apple Yard winning 2-0 against Beechwood 76. Village Upchurch winning 3-2 against FC Walden. And in Group C of the Quarter Century Cup, uh, Average Joes winning 4-2 against Ancorians Academicals. And Rochester losing 2-1 to ME3. Fixtures. So for Saturday. In the Prem, seats Chaptown Saturdays take on Waterbury Wanderers. And Gillingham Green take on Medway City in Division 1. Uh, Greenway Aces Old Boys take on Brothers Juniors. Little Shasta take on Pavilion. Medway Knights take on Riverside. Park Regis Athletic take on Granite Reserves in Division 2. Walster Wanderers take on Range Rovers Colts. Cannon 24 take on Eccles Reserves. Hanson take on Coach Norsey Strood. Stockbury Athletic take on Gillingham Bilbao. And the Apple Yard face Mile Town. In Division 3, Beechwood have 76 to take on ourselves Grand Sports Club. The Bell take on the Village Upchurch. In Division 4, Ancorians Academicals take on Kent Marina. Medway Stars Reserves take on ME3. Park Ridges Reds take on Woodcombe Sport and Social. And Rochester take on Pegasus 81. Uh, some Kent Cup action in Group C, second round. Average Joes take on Bly. Ham Hill take on FC Walden. Raynham Kenworth take on Park Regis FC. And Royal Saints take on AFC United Medway. And a quarter century cup Group A game. Little Shards take on Gillingham Green. Welcome back for your latest roundup for the Southern Veterans Football League, part of the Selk Grassroots Podcast. Let's get straight into the results for last week, the Saturday, the 27th of November. Um, there was a mixture of league and cup fixtures last weekend. Um, hopefully, weather permitting, most games got on, so we will go through now. Although, I can safely say, in Division 1, no league games were played. Um, Cullum United versus Johnson and Phillips was given as an away walkover. And again, Defiance versus LSU, that was given as an away walkover as well. Unfortunately, the Defiance, um, from what I know, Defiance um, couldn't raise a side and that got called off um, like mid-morning on the Saturday itself. So, bit of a sickener. On the day, you don't get to play the game, but three points are okay are on the board. Um, and again, I guess the same would have been the same for Cardam versus Johnson and Phillips with it being given as an away walkover. So into Division 2, where there were some fixtures played. Um, and we start with Blackheath Wanderers versus Leon Stars. Blackheath Wanderers coming out 2-1 victors on the day. Nord Lakers nil. Cray Wanderers 3, Inter Division 3, Blythe Hill 1, Kingsdale 5, X Blues 1, Bromley 3, Parkwood Rangers Hotspurs 0, Bromleyans 3, 
into Division 4. Asiru 2, Fleet Down United 3. Hayden Youth Association 4, Clapham Old Xavians 3. Southeast Athletic 6, Chipsid 0. Into Division 5. Cudham United 4, Slade Green Knights 2. Seven Oaks Town, three Crayford Arrows, 2010-2. Swampscombe Tigers versus AFC Greencourt was given as a home walkover. Into Division 6. Longlands Athletic Neil, Sporting Croydon, three. Alpenton Vets, two. Bow Street Runners, seconds, one. Who Vets Red, seven. Seymour Villa, nil. And the one league fixture in Division 7, Gravesham Borough B, Wellington Park United. Sorry, Wellington Park vs. Um, yeah, Gravesham B were on the end of a 8-0 loss. Not a good day for them by the looks of it. Into the various cup competitions, there were a few last weekend. So, straight up with what looks like could have been the interesting one of the day, the Chairman's Cup, as uh, Croy Gas Phoenix versus Aztec, and black and white. Obviously, I think we're all aware Aztec have been smashing goals left, right and centre all over the place. And it looks like they might have come up and got their first loss of the season here. It. Quaygas versus Aztec 3-3 after 90 minutes into uh, straight into pens and it looks like from the full-time scoreboard Quaygas come out 4-3 victors on pens so congratulations to Quaygas Phoenix and we'll see how Aztec bounce back from that but I'm I'll have a little look through when we do the leagues but I'm assuming Croygas might be a couple of divisions above. Um, if not, that is a great result for, for Croygas, obviously, as Aztec have been blowing away sides throughout the course of this season. And um, well done. Well done to them. And an- uh, another Chairman's Cup game, Greenway's Aces 3, Old Peppy's 3, and another one that's gone to Pens and 5-3 to Old Peppy's on Pens. And then LSU Old Boys, four. Sydenham Sports, five. Um, I actually went to watch this game. So, bit of a bit of a crappy day, to be honest. All round, weather was crap. Referee turned up 20 minutes late. Um, by the time the end of the game came, it was almost pitch black. So, congratulations to both sides for, for playing out. Um, a game that was really, really affected by the weather. It was definitely a game of two halves. Um, Sydenham just coming out on top by, I guess, just realistically dealing with the conditions a little bit better um, and and getting the goals. Um, I think it was 3-1 at half-time, if I remember rightly. And then they nicked a couple, obviously, in the second half with the wind heavily against them um, and they just battled out right to the end. Um, but it was a decent game. Um albeit in very tough conditions. Um, right, Minster 2, 
This is the Kent County FA Veterans Cup, sorry. Minster 2, Stansfield 5. Into the SVL, SVFL Junior Cup. Gravesham Borough Neil, SP Athletic 3. I believe Sims got a hat-trick in that game for SP Athletic. So, congratulations, Sims. And SP Athletic on progressing through to the next round. Still in the SVFL Junior Cup, Hollington FC versus Warren Athletic was abandoned. Now, I have absolutely no idea why. Hopefully, it wasn't anything untoward. Um, and it, you know, hopefully, yeah, as I say, nothing untoward. And, um, you know, if there's if it was through injury or something, then hopefully those players are um, are not too badly injured as well. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, don't know anything about that. On to the next uh, sporting club, Thamesmead, Neil, FC Kaluuya, Neil, and Kaluuya coming out six five victors on pens. So congratulations to the Kaluuya boys. Wallingham B two, Groundhoppers three. Into the Senior Cup, it's Metro Gas 6, New Park 3. Um, saw a few of the New Park boys afterwards, um, and I think, again, conditions affected that, but um, they could have been, you know, sounds like the result could have been either way. Fortunately for them, Metro Gas took their chances in the conditions, and um, it was, yeah, just... Just the result didn't quite go their way that day. So congratulations to the Metro Gas Boys. Still in the Senior Cup. Seagas 1, Glebe 3. And the last result for last weekend. Wallingham 3, Catford Wanderers 2008-5. So another, another win for Catford after potentially last week's little blip. Where they seem to have got their season back on, back on the roll. Let's have a look at the fixtures for Saturday, the 4th of December. And kicking off with Division 1. Not many games in Division 1 this weekend. Um, Johnson and Phillips versus Charcoal. And New Park versus Glebe. That should be a good one. So hopefully weather permitting again. We get some fixtures on the way next week. Um, into Division 2, Great Wanderers versus Catford Wanderers, 2008. Independent versus Nord Lakers. So, just touching on Independent last week, there was um, the big one, supposedly. Someone had to lose their row with Independent versus Charcoal in the Cup. Um, got called off, I believe, at quite late notice. Um, don't know why, that there was a little bit of, say, banter over the weekend uh, on various social media channels and on um, YouTube, etc. Um, I guess a little bit of calling out, and we'll see how that um, unfolds. Um, I'm assuming it's going to get on by it just being postponed. It wasn't 
given as a, a fixture or a result, sorry, either way. So there was no home or away walkover, so it was purely postponed. So that would suggest the game has to be played. Um, and yeah, we'll, we'll see how that goes because I'm sure there's going to be a bit of needle in that um, by some of the talk that is going on. So keep we'll keep our eyes peeled and obviously I will let us all know when that one is on. And um, I'm sure if there aren't, you know, if we aren't in all games of our own, it could be a good one to go and watch. So we'll keep posted on that one. Um, next up in Division 2, Leon Stars versus Bow Street Runners first. London South United B versus Warnham A. And then Seagas versus Blackheath Wanderers brings up your Division 2 fixtures. Into Division 3, a good healthy five fixtures by the looks of it there, hopefully. We've got Blythe Hill versus Parkwood Rangers Hotspurs. Bromleyans versus Hollington. X-Blues versus Gravesham Borough. New Park 2000 versus FC Kawuya. And SP Athletic versus Bromley for your Division 3 fixtures. And into Division 4, another healthy five league fixtures here, I think. Asiru versus Warren Athletic. Chipstead versus Sporting Club Thamesmead. Clapham Old Xavians versus Fleetdown United. Crayford Arrows. Nuvets versus Southeast Athletic. And Hayden Youth Association versus Groundhoppers for your Division 4 fixtures. Into Division 5, Slay Green Knights versus AFC Greencourt. Sydney Sports versus Cullum United Reserves. And Westrum Seniors versus Swanscombe Tigers. Into Division 6, Croygas Phoenix versus Alpenton. So, just touching on Croygas, then last week's victory over Aztec Black and White, who are in Division 5 um, and who have been smashing goals of fun. That makes the the Croygas victory even better, I would suggest, being that they're in Division 6. And Aztec have been blowing away teams in their division. So being a, in a lower division and coming out victors, again, well done to the Croygas Phoenix boys. And Sporting Croydon versus Seymour Villa brings up your fixtures for Division 6. And then into Division 7, Gravesham Borough B versus Old Peppies. And LSU Super Vets versus Bromleyans B. Alpenton Seconds versus Greenways Aces. That's your Division 7. And last fixture for Saturday the 4th of December. Rustlers versus Crayford Arrows in the Chairman's Cup. So that's all the results from last Saturday and your upcoming fixtures for the 4th of December. Let's have a look at current league standings. Right, Division 1. Leading the way in first place is Stansfield with 15 points. 
in second place, got Charcoal with 13 points. Third place, LSUA, 13 points. Fourth, Johnson and Phillips with 13 as well. So, realistically, second to fourth, it is purely goal difference. Charcoal have got a healthy goal difference of 11. LSU, one. Johnson and Phillips, minus five. That's what splits the three teams, respectively. In fifth, Glebe with 10. With New Park in sixth on 10. Again, split by goal difference. In seventh, Cudham United with three points. Metro Gas and Defiance are bringing up the rear in 8th and ninth. Metro Gas with 2 points and Defiance with 1 point. So, yeah, realistically, the bottom three teams, Cardiff, Metro Gas and Defiance, um, are already kind of cut adrift. So, it being only two go down, it is clearly going to be a battle between those three for who is filling those two bottom spots by the looks of it. Well, have a quick look at the stats for Division 1 as well. So, surprisingly, or Johnson and Phillips are leading away with the two top goal scorers. Um, with Dean Underwood with eight goals and Steve Diamond with six goals. So, clearly scoring goals isn't a problem for for the boys. It's just with a goal difference of minus five, they must leak quite a few as well <laughs> and to have two of the leading scorers in a division and uh, have a goal difference of minus five. Um, and then got Karim Musawi. Sorry if I've got that wrong. Um, for New Park with five. Dave Stone at Johnson and Phillips. Well, again, so they've got three in the top four with five, and then um, LSU, Reggie Savage with four, and sixth, Matt Nucky from Glebe with four as well. So it is fairly tight in terms of top goal scorers. Um, but clearly, as I said already, Johnson and Phillips have got three out of the top four. Um, so, yeah, it's obviously a issue if they've got 19 goals between three guys. Uh, and keeping them out the other end. So we'll see how the stats revolve around during the season. Um, I'm sure, sure the Charcoal Boys, that can't be quite right really, because the Charcoal Boys have got plus 11 in terms of goal difference and it would suggest that they've only got... Yeah, that this is going to be a bit shit, isn't it? Because apparently they've only got one league goal so that's on there they kind of spread them around by looks of any that's the case um not too sure about these stats to be perfectly honest so might just sack them off and wait so it's a bit more reflective and to see if it's a little bit more realistic at the end of the year so let's go back to our tables um into division two we have Independent leading the way with 21 points. Played all it, seven games, won all seven. A healthy goal difference of 16. So they're, again, Blackheath Wanderers are sitting in second place. They've won their all of their games with uh, only playing six. They've got 18 on the board as well. So 
they're going to be a, it's going to be a sort of closely run contest between those two at the top, and then you've got some teams following up behind quite closely as well. So Seagas in third with sixteen points, Sporting Santos in fourth with fifteen, Cray Wanderers in fifth with fifteen as well, and then LSUB in sixth with nine points, Wallingham A in seventh with seven points, Leon Stars in eighth with seven points. Catford Wanderers are in ninth with four. Um, they've turned the corner, so I really firmly believe to see them um, moving up the table quite quickly. And I can't see them being in and around the bottom for much longer. Um, now they've kind of, yeah, they've turned the corner, so they'll get points on the board, and I wouldn't be surprised come end of the year if they're not in a lot of a health, yeah, better healthy position in the league standings. Um, bringing up the rear, 10th and 11th, Bow Street Runners and Norwood Lakers, both uh, with zero points on the board. Bow Street have played only four games. Um, Norwood Lakers have played eight. Norwood Lakers are extremely cut adrift in terms of goal difference. They're like minus 30. Bow Street, minus eight. Um, the only thing probably in Bow Street's favour is if they've only played four games. And if they can get some points on the board, they can they can bring themselves up. Leon Stars, you know, I can see them dropping right down like a stone. They've played 11 games already and they've only got seven points on the board and their goal difference is smashed to bits of minus 18 as well. So I wouldn't be surprised to see Catford Wanderers, as I said, moving up the table. Bit of a healthier position for them in the forthcoming weeks. And if Bow Street can get some points on the board, then I could see them moving up and kind of sitting above the dreaded drop. Into Division 3. Leading away in first, Bromleyans. Played 10 and 25 points on the board. Um, yeah, they. although to be fair, they have played a quite a few more than the teams in, you know, second, third and fourth, but um, they've got the points on the board. So Hollington are in second, played five, won five, so with 15 points. FC Kruja played six with 14 points on the board in third. SP Athletic in fourth with 13 points out of six games. Parkwood Rangers, Hotspurs in fifth with 13 points out of their nine games. So um, kind of, I would think, it's going to be between Hollington, FC Kruja and SP Athletic if you know, once they've got up to speed and played the same amount of league games as everybody else, I'm sure we'll see that pack kind of pulling away at the top or at least, you know, bringing back Bromleyans into a bit more of a true reflection and it'll be between the four of them sides battling out. Um, where was I down to? Possibly X-Blues in sixth. Again, with 10 points on the board. Bromley... In seventh with ten points on the board, Kingsdale with ten points in eighth out of their ten games, Gravesham Borough ninth with six points. They've only played four league games, so that could be a benefit. They played two, uh, played four, sorry, one, two, lost two. So yeah, they can obviously get some wins. That'll boost them up the table. To say they've only played four games. And the 
the the teams above have played, you know, ten games and nine games. So they've got plenty of time in the bank to get themselves out of a dodgy position in ninth there. New Park Vets in tenth with just the three points. And Blythe Hill with bringing up the rear in 11th with just two points. So it's a bit of a strange division, really, with some half the teams only playing a handful of games, like four, fives, and sixes. And then the other half have already kind of done half their season with 10, you know, nine and 10 league games on, on the board. So that will. There'll be there'll be weeks where some of these teams obviously don't have a game and the others can catch up. So, um, maybe by the end of the year, that Division Three will look a bit more um, normal once everyone's played a few more games and uh, the fixtures have kind of caught up with themselves a little bit. Into Division Four, Southeast Athletic are leading away in first with twenty one points. Groundhoppers in second with 19. They've got a couple of games in hand on Southeast Athletic. Clapham, Old Xavians in third with 15. Fourth place, Hayden Youth Association with 14. Fleet Down United in fifth with 12. Warlingham B in sixth with 12 as well. In seventh, Crayford Arrows Nuvets with eight points. Warren Athletic in eighth with five. Asiru in ninth with four. Tenth got Chipstead with four points as well. And eleventh, Sporting Club Thamesmead with four. So the bottom three being Asiru, Chipstead, Sporting Club Thamesmead have all got four points. Split by goal differences and they've played basically the same amount of games as well. So that will be a battle for them three. Switching probably positions throughout the remainder of the season. And Warren Athletic are only sitting just above on five. So there's going to be probably four teams out of them, obviously, that, that division that are fighting for the bottom two places or not for the bottom, but staying out of the bottom two. So we will see how Division 4 unfolds. Division 5, leading the way. Swanscombe Tigers with 21 points. Aztec Black and White are in second with 18. They've only played six league games and their goal difference is horrendous at 54. So, actually, let's have a quick look at the stats. So, the Aztec Black and White are unsurprisingly filling up the top of the goal stats. Danny Parminter with 16 goals in eight games. Danny Besant with 15 in eight games. Chris Wright with 13 in seven. And then it's a split in fourth place. Vincent Achampong from Crayford Arrows with 10. Then we're back to Aztec Black and White. Stuart Hamlin with nine in six. And then broken up again Steve Wright um, from Sydney Sports with 6 in 8 so unsurprisingly the Aztec boys are yeah leading the way with 3 
four out of the top five um, top goal scorers in that division. So unsurprisingly why they have a very healthy goal difference of 54. So I still firmly believe they'll run away with the league. So third place, Crayford Arrows 2010 with 18 out of eight games. LSU Seniors in fourth with 12. Fifth, Westrum Seniors with 12. Sixth, Cardam United Reserves with 11. Seventh, Seven Oaks Town with 10. Eighth, Sydney Sports with nine points. They do have, by the uh, look, about two or three games in hand over pretty much every team except Aztec. They've played six as well. So they do have uh, two or three games in hand over the teams above. Um, in ninth, it's Slay Green Knights with two points. And then in tenth, AFC Green Court with one point. Um, both Slay Green Knights, AFC Green Court are bottom two teams. They've both played nine games. And yeah, they're already quite a bit behind in terms of points. And it would suggest by the goal difference that AFC Green Court have possibly played as Tech twice because they've got minus 43 goals. Um, Slay Green Knights minus 17. Um, yeah, so it's going to be going to be tough for them. As I say, Sydney are just above there at the minute, but they've got three games in hand over them and over most other teams, at least two or three. Um, so they could be, you know, they could move up to mid-table safety, and then they would be well and truly cut off um, the bottom two there. So probably doesn't help having two teams in there that are smashing teams left, right, and centre. But as it is, um. Division 6, Coigas Phoenix are leading away with 19 points in first place. Sporting Croydon in second with 19 points. Again, split by goal difference there. Um, 22 for Coigas Phoenix and 16 for Sporting Croydon. So, um, although Coigas have got a game in hand. Third place, Catford Wanderers, 2008 Old Boys with 18 points. Who Vets Red in fourth with 11. And then you've got fifth place, Alpenton. Sixth place, London South United Old Boys. Seventh, Longlands Athletic. Eighth, Wallingham Super Vets, all with 10 points. And again, the goal difference is splitting away. Um, and the goal differences are not healthy in this league either. So Alpenton are sitting in fifth with a goal difference of zero. LSU, sixth, minus four. Longlands Athletic, seventh, minus 12. Wallingham, eighth, minus 13. Um, but the two teams in ninth and tenth, you've got Seymour Villas, three points on the board um, in ninth, and Bow Street Runners are bringing up the bottom of the table with no points from their games played so far. Into Division 7 for our last league table roundup. And Bromleyans are leading the way. Bromleyans B are in first position with 19 points. Greenway's Aces are in second with 18. Old Peppies are in third with 16. In fourth is Welling Park with 12. In fifth, 
Orpington's second with nine. Sixth, Gravesham Borough B with six. In seventh, Rustlers with three. And bringing up the rear is LSU Super Vets with nil points on the board and a very unhealthy goal difference of minus 62. So that is your league fixtures. Sorry, league tables round up um, for all seven divisions of the Southern Vets Football League. So hopefully there are some more league fixtures. There's a healthy amount of league fixtures apart from um, in Division 1 this weekend. Um, so hopefully with some more league fixtures on the board, there will be a true reflection when we get to kind of end of December, even with a Christmas break. Um, actually, yeah, we're going to have to probably wait until mid-Jan, hopefully weather permitting to see if all teams can kind of catch up with some league games and actually see how a true reflection of some of these league tables will will shake up. But let's see. Hopefully hopefully everyone gets some game time this weekend with the weather and um, good luck to all players and all teams and I hope you all have a great weekend. Thanks for listening. Bye. This week's Selk podcast was brought to you by Down to Play, the simple app for next game availability.